Hi, I'm Ivy Johnson. Welcome to Black Society for Economic and Social Transformation. Today, Gilbert Wilkerson shares the first part of his series entitled Crime and Punishment. Gilbert's experience and expertise in this area gives him an insight look at crime, punishment, and its effect on the black community. In this segment, he talks about the wisdom in committing crime. He shares Solomon's wisdom from the past to make his point more important. You can listen to our podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Lincoln. You can donate to us at Vimo at B-S-E-S-T. everyone this is Gilbert Wilkerson again back with you in my series the transformation this part is uh, we're talking about crime and punishment specifically right now I haven't got to the part on punishment I'm still talking about crime especially crime within the black community as I said before uh, my background has been uh, 32 years as a judge's assistant and 22 years as a police chaplain so I've seen both ends of it, and I've seen, um, you know, the ugly side of murders and different things like that. And I've seen where uh, people have been brought into court for their crimes and seen the results and punishment. So I wanted to, us as a, as a, as a, as a community, to examine what's happening in our community, because it seems as though we are turning a dead eye uh, to uh, what's going on. Uh, Number one, you know, COVID just struck in our communities and blacks were hit pretty hard. I think the statistic says we were 1.4% more than the other population. And I think I'm reading that right, but those are some of the statistics. I was looking for some statistics on how many black thefts were in America during that period. I could not find it. And I also was looking at how many um, black-on-black crime uh, deaths were committed during that time. I did not have the resources to pull that up, so I'll keep researching that. But as you know, you read, you hear the news, and um, you hear about the many shootings in Chicago and different other places on black-on-black crime. And we talk about the pandemic of COVID, but compared to black on black crime within our own neighborhoods, uh, it's a greater pandemic. So we have a plague that's going on in the black community that people don't look at as a plague, not a plague of of, of pestilence or plague of of some type of disease or plague of uh, insects. No, I'm talking about the plague of murder, Uh, um, murder upon their own people. I want to say. So unless we as a people, uh, in a sense, take up arms, not arms of violence or anything like that, but take up the cause of what's going on in our community, uh, because Chicago, I think Martin Luther King said this, what affects one affects us all. And in the black community where we are a minority of people, it really affects our voting rights, not our voting rights, but our, our power to vote. Uh, it, it affects our presence uh, in America and uh, uh, our purchasing power. 
So uh, we have so many being murdered, so many being aborted, and that's a lots of numbers on that end. And then we have so many going to prison. So the minority is seems to be getting smaller and smaller and smaller. But if you look at it, it's almost like we're self-destructing. And that's sad for a people who have come over here from, from Africa, held in bondage for slavery and in slavery for 230, 30 some years. Uh, uh, and then under the Jim Crow, we survive. And then when we complete all that, suffer through all that, we end up um, in a sense committing uh, suicide within our own ranks and uh, destroying our own seeds, you might say. So um, it's, it's, it's something that we as black people should look at because we're all scattered all over the place in a sense that we have so many issues, but the greatest issue is death of the black man. And we can say, you know, America's this, this, this system and we can talk about the white man, we can talk about racism, racism, but those things are true and they're real but the uh, majority of black people dying, and it's not even from police. You know, that's sad in itself, that's another area. But the majority of, of, of people that's dying in America is um, from uh, violence, violence by other blacks. Now you have people living within the neighborhoods who live within walking distance sometimes and will uh, rob, uh, they will, you know, go through all this, um, what do you call it, um, uh, trouble to get into someone's house that's down the street or someone that they may know within the confines of the community. And they'll go in there and rob and, and or rape or harm somebody. But, you know, um, somewhere we as a community have to come together and voice our opinions uh, and that has not to be a little bit of voice or minority voices or a few people or a few organizations. It has to be a, a, a majority of black people speaking out against black crime. You know, people that commit, blacks that commit black crime should be shamed upon, should look down upon with shame and disgust. Because sometimes we glorify these people who sell drugs, you know, uh, we glorify them because of what they can do. I was in a case and uh, and um, many, a couple, two or three years ago, where the gentleman was caught with a lot of drugs in his car. And come to find out his family had no idea that he was selling drugs and he was a drug dealer. And I think his attorney said he's a good guy. He takes care of his family. He's a good, he don't get in no trouble. No, wait a minute. You're not a good guy if you're selling drugs and you have a family. He was working a job and selling drugs and you're not a good guy when you put your family in jeopardy and you have to go off to prison because what you've done, you've cost them humiliation, you've cost them the loss of a father, loss of a husband. Now your kids who looked at you with envy and pride now have to go to the prison and visit you behind closed bars. And so what was the aim of you taking care of your family when in the, in the end you had a greater chance of losing your family because of your actions? Crime does not pay. It does not pay. It, pay, it may pay on the front, 
but you lose a greater uh, uh, pay, payment in the end because what you gain in the end, in the beginning, does not consist of what you lose in the end. And so, this is something we have to do. As though, as though we in the black community, if you take these young guys that are going out here and commit crime, it is, the, it is, can you imagine it is though a hunting party of youth that are going out hunting for people to hurt, destroy, to, to, to take their property. It's like a hunting party and the victims are like prey. You're hunting for some type of animal seem like that when you find them, you will do, you will destroy their lives. And so we have to see as a society that how wrong this is. Um, we have to speak out against it. Um, people who do stuff like this, they allow themselves to be tricked and deceived by, by thinking that crime is going to get them someplace where they're not. You may get some money. You may get uh, a little bit. You may have the girls. But eventually, all this is going to come down. Now, let's take, let's take a person that sells drugs. First of all, you don't have a bank account. You don't own real good property. You know, you may have few, pe few people that, you know, have assets, but it's hard to have to hide assets from the federal government when you don't work a job. So you don't have much. So you have some money, but you don't have any money because you can't keep a bank account. You have to keep it under your mattress or whatever you keep it. And that's, that's, that's your total assets. Your total assets is under your mattress. Think about it. And so, you have a car, and that may not even be in your name. And for all the work that you do, all the labor that you do, you have nothing to show for it. And that's a tragedy within itself because you are, have the mindset to build an empire of drug selling. You have a mindset to create an entrepreneurship of, of, of business, but you, you, you plan for destruction because in the end, that's what it is. It's destruction. And so we have to combat this stuff. And sometimes I think uh, drug dealers and people who do this stuff want to be celebrated, but you're not being celebrated. We need to stop celebrating. Now, I don't mean, we're doing that in a sense, but I'm just saying we have to do more. Uh, we have to do more uh, to combat this crime that goes on within our neighborhoods. And so I'm not going to keep you guys long today. I just want to share those thoughts with you that uh, and I want people who are listening to this to send this these particular podcast to their friends and get their friends to listen to those these podcasts and I want I want people to really think about what they're doing and what they're contemplating on doing if they want to be involved in criminal activity um, you can't show me one person out there that has come out victorious of doing crime and doing drugs. Remember Bonnie and Clyde? Sure, they were heroes and people uh, you know, celebrated Bonnie and Clyde and people wanted to know how they did and they made movies of the Bonnie and Clyde and books on Bonnie and Clyde. But guess what? Bonnie and Clyde's life died, ended with a hail of bullets going through their body. That's the end for Bonnie and Clyde who kill people 
Rob Banks, it didn't come out so good for them. You may still celebrate them. You may see them as idle, you may idle them, but in the end, Bonnie and Clyde is, are, is dead. They're gone, they're no longer here. They dial a violent death. And um, you celebrate them if you want to, but they they dial a violent death. Anyway, I don't wanna hold you up. Um, I enjoy sharing these moments with with the public and I appreciate you guys listening to us from Black Society. I'm Gilbert Wilkerson and this is our session. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Gilbert will continue his series, Crime and Punishment. I'm Ivory Johnson. Thank you for listening.